We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, Lucky Lefty Podcast? The Nora Boys are in the building. A lot going on with Notre Dame football. Camp coming up. Shout out to our boy Mike Mickens, Coach Mike Mickens, on his birthday. Happy birthday, Coach. We are brought to you by Nora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You've got to do it responsibly, left. As you can see, I'm looking a little bit darker tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> the rings and my setup decided to go out mm. minutes before the show. <laughs> so bear with us. You know, wait, this wait, is wait right until you got to the show time. Yeah, you know, I, you know, hey. Look, it's summertime shot, 95 heat wave. It's a heat wave all across the country. So the berries are looking a little bit blacker during the summer. You know what I'm saying? So if I don't have enough light for you tonight, I apologize. Just just deal with the natural, yeah, the natural melanin of on SD2 nights. Yes. SD2 mics is giving you natural tonight. I probably should have worn glow. It's gonna glow and you're gonna still see. That's what's crazy. Brighter colors at the late date. Eh. Yo, I'm going to allow you to start us off, but before we do that, CFB Nation audio edibles every day, unless our schedules during the summer, which are crazy, forbid us. We gave you a mega show Thursday which was basically two hours, we said, look, we're going to let those marinate. And by doing so, the YouTube numbers, the subscriptions just, man, really went crazy <clears throat> over the weekend. People were loving the Cam McDaniel and CJ ProSite show. And then we came back yesterday, and I myself had some things to do with ministry that just trumped. <clears throat> everything <clears throat> by the time i got finished left there was no reason we were going to end up doing this show at nine o'clock and it was like yeah we'll relax 
So we're here today, prime time. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Special guest, Jerron Jones. Special guest, you're in there. You see, left is laughing. He already knows. I'm going to get, hey, he, yeah. he, he didn't big time us. He didn't big time us the day left. He's cool because he's still active on Twitter. You know, you can reach out to Jerron on Twitter, so you know you can grab him for an hour or two. Well, you know, I, I, I happen to have his info. Yeah. So I don't have to go via Twitter anymore. <laughs> but he 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 sold us out for the missus tonight. Hey, listen. I, I, I can't even be mad at him. Yeah. I can't even be mad at him. <laughs> But I told him I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him tomorrow. It's crazy how women be a trip sometimes. You know what I mean? Y'all, y'all some powerful people, for sure. Man, if you don't know now, you know. You know. <laughs> and the reason he's gonna join us tonight is because we're gonna do our final preview. We have not got to the defensive line, so we do that tomorrow. We do that tomorrow, and we might. I'm saying might. Depending upon practice, how things break out, when Marcus Freeman speaks, we might come back and talk about and break down the first practice, which starts tomorrow. For the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, they start camp tomorrow. So that's the plan. And then we'll be, we should be 11 a.m. for the rest of the week. Sounds good. Ron Tuck, that's one of our special guests, one of my good friends. Thanks for chiming in, Ron. Uh, one of my good friends, Ray Flores, ring announcer, Ooh. is going to join us to talk about the Arrow Sense and Crawford fight sometime this week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's happening daily. 
We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I wouldn't bet on this fight. Oh, oh you wouldn't even. And where's the where's the, uh, I, where's the I, faith I, of your conviction? The, the vision mm -mm. Of your... <laughs> I I can't I can't love Earl Spence. I I can't. That's the way to go, Earl. I can't. You can't go, Earl. I don't think Arrow makes the fight. I think Arrow is who he is. Yeah. Crawford makes the fight. If Crawford shows up and he can take what Harold is what Arrow is dishing out, there is nothing Arrow can do. Arrow's whole thing is breaking him down. Right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But if Crawford can take the punishment and do what he does, I don't know if Errol has dealt with that from a skill standpoint. He's dealt with that. He's gone to later rounds with tough fighters that are just tough. Right. He's never gone to the late rounds with a dude that's faster. Yeah, I'm going to say he's just athletic. He's just athletic. So... <laughs> Crawford makes the fight. I just don't know. That's true. I don't know. I don't because Errol Spence is going to be Errol Spence. You don't think he's going to show you nothing different in this fight? Why? Why would he? Yeah, I mean, but he Errol is acknowledging this as the fight of fights for him. Oh, absolutely. So maybe he's you know, absolutely thought it a little different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> and, then, and then what Sean Porter said. Mm. I don't know if you saw the show. We're going to get to know the name, but this was interesting. Sean Porter was, was on, this this on the Showtime, the Showtime show. No, he has it. You know, Sean Porter has an excellent boxing podcast. Mm, okay. <clears throat> it's really dope. And Sean Porter said there were certain things that I kept waiting for Errol to respond to. Or adjust to in our fight that he never did. 
And he said, because Errol is so, he does what he does. Yeah, he's a, he's a routine fighter. And he said he, he's not a, he's not a thinking man's fighter where he's adjusting as the fight goes on. Mm. He's just building up the intensity mm. and putting more pressure. But he's just more routine, muscle yeah. memory. Yeah. And he said, he said he, he said, I did things in round two that I was still getting away with in round seven and eight. And he said, if he allows Crawford the same liberties, he said, it's going to be a much tougher fight. He said, because he said, he, he, I mean, Porter said, Crawford. Can, can hit. Yeah. It yeah. ain't like he going up in there against a dude that's just going to pity pat. No, no. No. That dude can hit. <laughs> you know? And if you don't adjust to what he's doing. He's going to hurt you. For real. You're going to mess around and be more hurt going into the later rounds. So that's 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 what I'm saying, man. It is. This is not a fight. You know, I see people in the chat like destroy. Man, nobody about to destroy nobody, man. You don't think it'll be you think it'll be a decision at the end? I think they're gonna try to knock each other out. I think that. Yeah, you can try and knock knock each other out. <laughs> they got the capability to both of them. It's like what we've seen lately. Like we've seen fights where people can debate whether or not who won. But if it's a close fight. And somebody wins by a point. Nobody got robbed. Yeah, nobody got robbed. That's true. It was just, it just, you know. It's a close fight. Close fight. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to get cheated out of the pay-per-view, honey. It's a hundred bucks. You don't think it'll be like the uh, the Floyd, a Floyd exhibition type of fight where, you know, a lot of questions and speculation. Mm, no, I think it's gonna be a straight up classic. Yeah, go down to the wire. I expect I expect Bud to switch the southpaw a lot to take away the jab from Spence, which is a natural jab against a right hand. Right. And see, those are the type of things. I man, if 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 Bud comes in and he's slicking on his game and switching styles and stuff. It's gonna be it's, tough. It's gonna be tough, man. <laughs> Come on, dog. You gotta have a good seat for this fight, though. I'm, where are you watching that? At the crib. Oh, you you buying the pay per view? <laughs> I don't. I don't do that crowd when it comes to fights like this. Oh, it's okay. Like, okay. <laughs> cats be talking like they experts. Yeah, yeah. You and I'm like, man, yeah. Just shut up, man. Just let the fight play out. <laughs> So you was at home for the uh, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight. I don't even think I watched that fight live. Really? No. For what? Oh, I th- that was a good fight, though. Man, look. Uh-oh. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. <laughs> That's the same as saying the Logan Paul fight. <laughs> oh, my God. Who was he fighting again? Some UFC dude? Oh, uh, yeah. You know. I think so, he's trying to stay relevant. Yeah, practice tomorrow. We gave the list of shows this week. Guests, tap in with us. Left, you wanted to start off, and I'm going to give you the floor. 
uh, incredible news broke that Matt Bayless, the strength and conditioning coach for Notre Dame, which coincides with you leaving the program and him coming to the program in 2017. Since then, um, I think the results have been pleasing. He has been to the players, several players, an important part of their time in Notre Dame, regardless of whether or not they graduate, regardless of whether or not they become first-round picks, second-round picks, NFL players, or just going into the rest of their life. Those guys that have been touched by Matt Bayless have spoken highly of him as an individual, as a strength and conditioning coach, as a person, as a leader, and how he's gotten them to tap into being the best of themselves. So first of all, I would like to say thank you to Matt Bayless for all of his efforts, everything's he, everything he's done. He steps away according to the release due to personal reasons and left. You kind of went on the ramp a rant, but you were like, yo, what, where are we going with this? Like, now it's Marcus's fault. Now Marcus has too much control. Like, the fan base is going haywire. Let me stop. Over, over strength and conditioning, coach. Left, like, plus. Yeah, I think it's just real interesting, um, the timing of everything obviously uh, alarms people because of uh, the role you played throughout the season. Um, you know, taking a step back, it's a little easier to manage a weight program in season as opposed to your off-season weight program where you're looking to make big gains mm-hmm. in a in – a, in a, if you had to do it at any point, this would be the best time because you would really be concerned if it was leaving right before, like right after the, the ball game or right in the middle before spring conditioning and and winter conditioning and getting ready for the fall summer. So he's, he's done it at a time where it was very serviceable, um, Gives Marcus Freeman a chance to bring you know more of his guys in. Bayless wasn't a Marcus Freeman hire. Bayless and Marcus Freeman came at the same time, damn near. So it is uh, unfortunate uh, that he's leaving at a time like this because we are trending in the upward position, in my opinion. But for what Mar- uh, Matt Bayless did for the program is is second to none. You know, taking a program that was hanging on for dear life in terms of. Uh, the trend in which it was heading, you know, going more losses each season and coming off of a tough season that year and rebuilding the program from scratch, building a program from a new coaching staff or building the program with hungrier young guys and transitioning the veterans to the, you know, the, the huge uh, change that we had happened. But at the same time, Matt Bayless you know, did a great service for Notre Dame. So, it is a uh, commend to him. He saved Coach Kelly's job, that's for sure. Uh, and, and helped Coach Kelly get his $100 million. That's Man. for sure. 
Man. So a uh, good opportunity for um, Marcus Freeman to yet yet again install another integral part of the program that he hopefully has full control over doing. And it just goes to creating and building the story of how Marcus Freeman is turning this program into his own. So in a way, yeah, the timing may be a little off and can raise the concerns of some uh, fans. But at the same time, this is obviously what you want as a head coach, the opportunity to bring in the guys that you feel can match your vision and vice versa. Uh, it is a lot of drama around the Notre Dame football program. I think that's synonymous with the Real Housewives or whatever city you want to match. But we 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 roll out the news that can and can become, you know, talked about. Whether it be we not buying out the coaches that we're saying we're trying to get to the school, or you know, coaching changes, or you know, mysterious hires and rehires and fires and everything in between. So that's what makes Notre Dame the best fan base is because when you join <laughs> Notre Dame fan base, you get you get news all the time. It's not like you just hear of us, like we're a USF program where you don't hear of us till the season start. You're hearing of us in the off season, the spring, the fall. Keeps you engaged, but it also shows you how much of a spotlight is on a program that's begging for a championship at the highest stakes. But had, but is doing it their own way, and and finding a way to do it. And Marcus Freeman is is fighting on many different fronts, from recruiting and leading that to keeping the team intact, to hiring the coaches. Is you know it's a full job to get to not get paid a hundred million like some of his counterparts. So hopefully that money situation, Pete Provoque can figure that out when the time comes. But uh, with all that being said, winning is the most important thing. And Matt Bayless is definitely a big factor to a winning program, considering he took it from when it was limping to making it strong again to now this cycle of having not to start where he started, but to pick off to pick up where he left off and do better. And I think that's a good exit by Matt Bayless as opposed to Laronitis exit, where it was kind of like, damn, we just gonna Bias, you know what I mean? It was more – I'm more upset over the Leonidas one than this one. So uh, it's it's not getting right. – Marcus Freeman, you know, he lost he stand, lost Leonidas, losing Bayless. So this is what transition looks like when you move it on to a uh, – your own thing. You know, I think that's something that everybody's experiences is that rough spot in which you transition. Um but you 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 find ways to make it through and still be productive. It is definitely a hire that Marcus Freeman is going to have to do his due diligence. I'm sure he will. Left uh, strength and conditioning coaches they control the off season, especially during the times where the coaches have no contact, pun intended, with the players. Right, and you know. For the time being, Fred Hale will lead the strength and conditioning program. Now you get ready to go in the fall camp. So at this point, the trainers and the doctors are going to take it from here. Uh, what they do during the season as far as weightlifting and, and keeping their bodies, Marcus Freeman is being very open 
what they say last year during camp. It's, it's the player's responsibility to have themselves ready for practice, to get the proper training, to get the proper eating, and to make sure that they stay ready to play throughout the season. So if there is a time where it was preferable, as you said, for Matt Bayless to step away and for the team to go in a different direction, for the program to go in a different direction, uh, right before camp starts would be the most optimal. Heck, the most optimal optimal would be for Matt Bayless to still be here, honestly. But it is what it is. Uh, Marcus Freeman did have this to say. I want to thank Coach Bayless for all of the work he put into elevating our program. I have a tremendous amount of respect for who he is as a coach and as a man. While there is never a perfect time to lose a valuable teammate, we are thankful that Coach Bayless was able to see us through our summer program and have our players physically prepared heading into the upcoming season. That sounds like the conversation was had. Let me play devil's advocate. What Marcus Freeman said, and this is Sean Davis. This is, this is Sean Davis. You know, Sean I look, Davis words. I live a life and his of, words a, of hearing and listening to people. What do you say? You, you, you got ears he, to listen twice. Very, Marcus Freeman was very specific in that release and saying, we thank him for taking us through our summer program and having our players physically prepared to head into the upcoming season. That's right. It just sounds like to me, this wasn't something that just came out of nowhere. I knew things were, were, were planned and predicted when I heard the story of Marcus Freeman coming to your, 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 your hopeful or wanted to be starting quarterback mid-season. See, Coming to his mid-season, say, "Hey, I'm thinking ahead. We moving on from this travesty before the season even ends. I'm yeah. now, yeah. So I believe that he definitely had a conversation with Bayless where he was like, "Listen, you want to head out? Cool. Finish this for me right now. And then when you leave, it's no big deal. We can separate ways, whatever we can handle. I think Marcus Freeman is very proactive on being." ahead of the things that are going to change the program moving forward. I don't think James Laronitis left willy-nilly, even though I don't think he had as, as an important position as a Heastan or a Bayless. Mm -hmm. But I think both Heastan and Bayless had conversations with Marcus out of respect, and they built a plan together. You know, you don't go tell your quarterback that is a starter uh, the before the year is over halfway – not even halfway. It was like a quarter of the way there that you moving on next season and, and going to get another dude to replace him. Oh, that's pretty that's pretty uh, intense. Hell, we heard stories before that telling kids that came to campus, brought their whole family, ready to sign the dotted line, and coach got to pull them to the side and said, you're not the one. So if he can take some 
some disappointing conversations like that, I don't think he's blindsided by this Bayless thing at all. No, and it's not to say anything negative, man. It is literally okay. There was a mutual decision to say, man, get us through this summer. Yeah, just, just, hey, just get us. Conversation through. took place a long time ago. Yeah. Whatever the issues are, can you get us through this summer? What they say when you move out, just can you pay the last month rent? Hmm. Just, just put in that little rent left. Hey, pay the man, little light sometimes, bill. Dude, sometimes you just want them out left. Just go. <laughs> just go. Just, just forget the deposit. Hey, man, just go. Take the couch with you. Man. So, LL question of the day. We're going to get to it in the second half of the show. Yo, what are you hanging your hat on with this Notre Dame team? What are you hanging your hat on? We're going to talk about it in about 10 minutes left. But it's like, what are you hanging your hat on? this Notre Dame team. I'm very interested. <laughs> hey, we had one kid hang his hat on God telling him. When he Ooh, told him. that's a perfect transition, left. That's a perfect transition. One dude said I, it was divine inspiration because I know I'm not fit for this. The man said, like, tell me how you feel about this, left. The man said he could not see himself. He can't, he said, no I can't see myself here at all. At, at all. all. It wasn't until I had a conversation with God. Man. God got to recruit for Notre Dame. Well, God, talk to these five stars. Call them. Why he ain't call Keon Keeley? Hey, man, let me tell you something. As a Notre Dame fan, like everybody else, that, um, that did not make me feel good, bro. Now, I know the path of Manti Teo was similar. <laughs> a Loey Gilman. I understand the poly connection, Polynesian connection another, to Notre Dame. That man. Polynesian connection at USC is just as strong. It's different, yeah. It's different. And it's different. It's, you know. Man, this young man flat out said, yo. <laughs> he said, man, I boy. am not a Notre Dame man at all. But when I talked to that good Lord, man, I said, wait a minute. <laughs> if you you want to talk about all Marcus Freeman had to do. He, hey, he is a perfect candidate for the Keep It GC T-shirt.
<laughs> Bruh. I don't know. I don't know why that's just such a. <laughs> it was a bro. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. That's bigger than being honest. You telling it? Listen, I'm not a Notre Dame guy. That's not for me. I'm thinking Georgia, Bama. You know. But it wasn't until I talked to the Lord, our Savior. That's who got to recruit for Notre Dame. That's how hard it is. But these top kids, they got to talk to the man upstairs. Mm-hmm. Are we too? Are we too closely tied to God in recruiting? <laughs> God got to start talking to these kids on these nils, these official visits. Just God come through the auditorium and speak to these kids because this is. I don't know whether to be happy or not. Does Marcus Freeman and the team take credit for this? I, <laughs> I will say this. Go to the coaches' meeting and say, listen, God got us one. We didn't have to. Guys, we should have been praying at the grotto harder. That's all it took. What, what Official for what? Yo, maybe, <laughs> hey, whoever was at the grotto that morning got some prayers through. Or late the night before, because Notre Dame, this was a battle. This was a flat out battle for this young man. And the debacle of Justin Scott. Now, this is the crazy thing. Kingston was on the same Ohio State visit with Justin Scott. That's why Ohio State fans thought they were about to run the gamut. That's why they're so upset. Yeah, the same I, I visit. They were slick. The same weekend visit. They got them Justin Scott. They thought Peyton Pierce and Kingston. They were just gonna run the game. See, we know what what got Justin Scott was that uh Chase Young video. He Man. done he done went back with Larry OG Johnson. Got a workout in. Just so happened he get a workout in on the day Justin Scott visits. So he walking into the stadium. Chase Young one-on-one with Larry Johnson. That's a seal the deal. I see what you did, Brian Day. You brought a legendary player. The same day in the fish said, this is what you can be with Larry Johnson. We can't beat that. We can't beat that. But when you got God on your side, you're going to come down with a couple that some people can't get. No disrespect, no disrespect to Marcus Freeman, but maybe we got the wrong person closing on these five stars, bro. We got the wrong lead recruiter. Yeah, yeah, man. Tell Marcus to take a step back. Hey, bro. You trying too hard. You're doing the Lord's work. Let God do his thing. Let the Lord do his thing. Let him close. Let him close. Because man cannot get five stars in Notre Dame. Only the Lord. Man, Lucky Lefty Podcast. It was one of the bright spots of the weekend. Shockers of the weekend. Because a lot of people did not expect him to choose. Matter of fact, USC was seen as the leader. And that is... 
That's one of the crazy things, man. Matter of fact, I want to share this video, left. Left. I just need more, man. I just need more. That's what it is. That's the title I, of the show. I, just need, I need more. I just need more, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I let me let me find the right video. I I'm telling you. It is crazy because I see Bosco. You know, we played Bosco, and he wasn't even the starting. This is how nice Bosco is. He wasn't even in the starting group of the nice linebackers they had out there, man. So I'm like, okay, we're getting warmer to the prize. We may not get the big fish, but we got we got the we got the ones swimming around them. That's for sure. Now the linebackers they had starting, yeah. That was out there. Ooh, we, we need one of them. That's what we need to be getting. They going to Ole Miss and every other school, but you know, we're getting warmer. Oh yeah, shout out to Justin Herbert. Not uh not having no qualms, not having no issues, not having no problems, no market reset issues none of that go ahead extend that man no problems no no media attention needed uh student athletes who commit before uh was it you feel like it's going to make it easier to play your senior season knowing that you know your commitment is set to notre dame now instead of having to you know wait and kind of go through the process still yes sir yes sir uh, i don't have to worry about recruiting uh, trying to figure out trips you know where I'm going for the next four years is settling the easy so I can just focus on playing with Boston. So when you publicly are down to a final three, are there still other schools that are still like trying to hit you up and, and maybe change your mind and get into that three? Um, no, a lot of the schools, uh, all, all the schools that, that weren't in my top three, I called them let them know. And they're all very respectful um, about, about what my decision was. And, uh, you know, they, they respect it. They left me alone. Um, you know, they still keep me tested, make sure I'm good, um, aside from recruiting. But um, no, I wouldn't say anybody try to set for them, try to, you know, put their way back in. And kind of explain to me why Notre Dame is the right school for you. I got to hear this. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame is special. You know, there's only one Notre Dame, and it's a place where I feel like I'm having the opportunity to maximize uh, my potential on and off the field. Um, you know, with the education, it's, it's evident that they have a high level of football there. And I'll be able to get the best of both worlds. And I feel like God let me. Uh, to choose more than. Left. Party going on in the background. My man looked like he got constipation. I don't know. How long till signing day? <laughs> it's it's signing day tomorrow. <laughs> it's signing day is not tomorrow. Shoot, man. 
let's just say he looks like a very impressionable kid. The right things fly his way. You know, I'm sure other schools think, you know, just a little bit of negative recruiting here and there. See how far it takes us. I hope he sticks. But Notre Dame realizes that it's a special place. Uh, the whole best of both worlds in today's football culture doesn't seem like a pulling thing to commit to for a kid that's highly touted. You know, I think Justin Scott probably sat back and was like, yeah, I could get the best of both worlds, but listen, do I need to put myself through that? That's a question that goes through the mind of a kid that can change a program from day one. Yeah, Notre Dame offers nice benefits. But when you're recruiting a five-star rapper, he's not looking for great dental benefits. He's not looking for a future career and networking opportunities with companies. The five-star rapper looking for the big deal up front, the million dollars, put it on the table. Let's make a tape. Make an album. Notre Dame's trying to recruit five-star rappers with retirement plans. We happen to get this kid, which is a good boost for the recruiting world to have eyes on us, that we're making some headway at Bosco, a top school in the country. But at the same time, it would be interesting to see where the retention department comes in at of keeping him there. He's not a Rico Flores. See, there's a difference between a Rico Flores from California that commits to Notre Dame and a kid like this from California committing to Notre Dame. I think Rico Flores really believes in what he was saying. You know, oh, yeah, Notre Dame, I can do this and that, this and that. This is a kid that's a product of a Catholic school, right? Product of saying and doing the right things every day because that's the type of program Bosco has. But I'm sure he'll probably take a step back and be like, listen, I don't have to take this route to get to where I'm going and have just as much fun. I mean, he's on a team full of guys that are going all around the country. So I, I, I commend the kid for taking that step. I think it's bigger on the Notre Dame aspect of keeping and having retention for this kid to be able not only to keep him on the on the class, but have him love Notre Dame so much and what we got going on so much that he recruits other kids of his caliber to join him in the, in the class, not just recruit a kid that's really good and then just sit on him. As a staff, have the kid encouraged to be like, man, this is ownership in this, also be able to, uh, invite friends that are similar or friends that are at that level to come to Notre Dame as well. I wouldn't show that video that he had to other potential recruits. I mean, that's the type of energy that he was like, his mom forced him to go up there and do that before he get a whooping or something. Like, man, you better go up there and speak highly about these people before I whoop you. That's what it felt like. But at the same time, maybe that's just, you know, that edge that we're looking for from, from defensive players that can add to, you know, what we're building on defense. But 
uh, high level player. If you're playing in uh, Bosco, you you know a little bit of football. You know how to get around and do some things. But at the same time, I think it's important that uh, the retention aspect, because we've seen this role before. We've getting guys committed. We've gotten guys seriously thinking about pushing the button and, and, and joining the team. And last minute, we're getting robbed through some recruiting effort or some, you know, uh, backhand story or some third party. So for us, it's good that we can get the commitment, but let's work on how do we keep it and how do we uh, elevate from this position? You know, it's, it's one thing to land a recruit, but can we land a recruit and capitalize? So this is only a stepping point. And I hope Marcus Freeman uh, sees the progress in this. You know, now we can uh, chip off somebody from IMG. I mean, we literally got somebody recruited from the number one nation, uh, number one school in the country in high school. So that's got to mean something when uh, something to other bigger schools that recruit the same type of schools that, hey, you got Notre Dame coming in that we have to compete with in the recruiting landscape at Bosco, at IMG. They, they grabbing a the guy here or there. Not enough, but we're starting to, to put our foot in the door and, and – and, getting kids saying the right things. I don't know if he believed it, but he's saying the right things that he wants to be a part of his class for the future. Left. You know, Derek Curry was with us. I, I want people to understand that there is a valuable jewel in the Kingston Recruitment. Very valuable. That cannot be overlooked because he chose Notre Dame. He said, I can't see myself playing there. <laughs> That's just crazy to me. Hold on. Hold on. Because this is something that Notre Dame fans and Notre Dame can see Notre Dame fans and Notre Dame like, oh my God. I saw somebody in the chat. Oh, it's Ohio State. That's enough said. What the heck are you talking about? From a pure football standpoint, dog, nobody's choosing Notre Dame over Ohio State right now. From a pure football standpoint, nobody's doing that unless you're offensive line. Nobody. Heck, Chicago kids aren't even picking Notre Dame over Michigan right now. Go talk to them. The 25 class, the 26 class. You got to get real right now. Yeah. An alarm should go off. If God got to step in. If God got to step in and be like, hey, I know the you The problem is most of these kids can't see themselves playing at Notre Dame. Period. That's real. Period. That's real. Get off your high horse. That's real. And he's a good player. And you had, a young, you had a young man being transparent enough to say this. But it's getting overlooked because he chose Notre Dame. It's getting overlooked. Choosing Notre Dame got kids feeling like they've made a life decision. A grown man, I'm going to be a better person after this type of decision. 
that's how kids are viewing it. They're like, oh, this is an adult, mature decision. This is not a decision that can advance me in football and I, I can think short-sighted. This is the same as, as, as thinking if you want to have kids. Once again, and see, this is, this is somebody in the chat said Cam Williams did. Cam Williams committed when he was being no, no big schools were coming after Cam Williams. It was Iowa, Wisconsin, and Notre Dame. Cam Williams was considered a, a high three-star, low four-star and fell in love with C.J. Carr at the Irish Invasion. He came because of the quarterback. Once again, get off your high horse. He was attracted to Notre Dame because of the quarterback and the relationship with Jack Larson. Period. Number one. Then the relationship with Chancey Stuckey. When you have a former player like Derrick Curry come on this show and tell you, flat out tell you, four for 40 is for the parents, it's not for the players. Players will never recognize what four for 40 is until they get to Notre Dame. They're 16. They graduate from Notre Dame. You don't even They're know 16. But you know what's going to slip through the cracks? That's not going to wake people up? The fact that this young man said, I couldn't see myself playing in Notre Dame. It should stick out like a sore thumb. I cannot see myself playing at Notre Dame. I can see myself playing at the other two places, but not Notre Dame. Here's the key. What did Derrick Curry say? It is up to the parents to become part of the process and get their young people to understand why 4440 needs to be part of the thinking. Who was sitting next to him? His mother. And it was obvious that his mother was sold on Notre Dame. It was obvious his mother <clears throat> was sold on 4 for 40. She understood. He couldn't understand that. He couldn't. He couldn't. You know it's tough when your parents... See, this is, this is... See, I already know Notre Dame fans. Notre Dame, I have come to realize that Notre Dame is the most sensitive fan base in all of college football. Because they won't listen to reason. Anything that's close to criticism of Notre Dame, you hit a sore spot. And I can tell people aren't listening. Because we haven't complained one bit about his commitment. What we're telling you is you better recognize the recruiting jewel that he dropped. So while you jump up and down about the commitment, Hear what he said. He can see himself. That's that's good. There are plenty of top recruits that feel the same way. It's deep. Keon probably felt that way. I can't see myself here. I, I know it makes sense and it sounds good. If your parents got to break down to you, why is good for you? 
That's like kids going to the doctor. No the kid Keon, loves going to the, the doctor. Keon, wait a minute. The Keon Keeley recruitment was all good until his mother broke ranks and started to listen to his uncles. When his mother went the other way, Keon went the other way. Did he not? Listen to the jewel that this young man dropped. Because if Notre Dame continues to approach these elite recruits with the attitude, what, what if somebody say, we're Notre Dame, we don't have to chase anybody. Okay. We're Notre Dame, we don't have to do too much to get elite players. Either they want to come or they don't. Okay. God can't close them all. That's true. They, they asked the question, but Malik, you chose NB. What's the problem? I chose Notre Dame. I chose Notre Dame because I'm obviously different in seeing the bigger picture of what it was worth. But it was a use use relationship. I'm looking at Notre Dame like a lottery ticket. Some of these kids don't look at Notre Dame the same. But Notre Dame didn't sell to me as if, oh, we're going to walk you through this next step of being the next great quarterback it was like do you want to accept the challenge or not it wasn't like a how some of these schools are like hey justice scott you walk into our program we'll provide you with the past present and future you got this this and this how michigan breaks it down michigan said this is how you can fit with us that's not what notre dame does notre dame is charlie and the chocolate factory they pass out golden tickets and know that no, no, and know how special that accepting a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory ticket is. But you give Charlie and the Chocolate Factory ticket to a kid that don't got a radio or a TV, they're not going to just automatically be like, oh, my God, this the Charlie. They don't know nothing about it. You think Charlie and the Chocolate Factory are going to explain and take the time to explain to a kid why he should come to Charlie and Chocolate Factory? Absolutely not. That's how we act. No, they're not about to sit there and be like, well, we're Notre Dame and we want to do that. Notre Dame is like, man, we're the golden ticket. What do you mean? We gave it to you. You're supposed to know what to do. And if you don't know, shame on you. That's not how you build a football program, though. It is shame on us for thinking it's shame on them for not knowing. It's not their fault they don't know. Our messaging isn't for fit for a 17-year-old or 16-year-old with a lot of decisions on it. Our messaging for the school ain't shaped for that. You got to be in a certain circle, certain atmosphere, certain, certain culture to be like, oh, Notre Dame, yeah, that's the mature, right decision. If you're not in certain circles, you're not looking at you looking at Notre Dame like another school. You look at, so, you know, I went to Catholic school, I went to you know, so I kind of knew the significance of Notre Dame. But if you don't have that that veil of mystique of why Notre Dame is so significant and you comparing it like you comparing it to a Georgia Tech or Ohio State or a Virginia State, uh, Virginia Tech in terms of schools to go to, it's hard for Notre Dame to stand amongst a, a, a even playing field. But you put Notre Dame in a playing field of a Boston College or these other Catholic universities, 
Notre Dame stands heads and shoulders, but when you put Notre Dame in a in a in the open water, not the fishbowl, but the open the open sea where they play on an even playing field, we don't we don't raise ourselves above the next school on effort alone. No, we ride off of mystique. We ride off of the fame, the tradition. And if you don't see that importance or have no value to it, no, they ain't not going to look attractive to you. You're going to go, oh, this is another school. We might not even make my top five. Because, hell, these other schools got gimmicks. You know? Sid Irish, thank you. He said, Envy has to offer kids more. An Envy degree, connections, as opposed to weather, girls, parties, and money. Mm, tough choice. And Sid, thank you for that comment. Left. Did any of us, when we were 14, 15, 16, take time to really form relationships with the nerds, the girls that were skinny? I'm trying to tell you. Might have wore glasses. Nobody's thinking like, yo, in 10 years, when she fills out and she has that degree, man, nobody, we ignore we ignore and we all go after the same cheerleader. Oh, we go after the same pack of the girl, same pack of girls. We look at the beauty. Why? Because we're 14, 15, 16. We don't know any better. We don't know how to look down the road. That's what I keep telling you. So it's as a mature decision for people. You have to have your parents explain to you. What's in the Notre Dame benefit package and, and, and give you the layman's terms? That's what you feel like going to the school. You walk around like, ooh, wow, ooh, wow. And we're number one school in moms for a reason. Because moms and parents, when the brain is fully developed at 25, understand the significance and intricate this, that, and the third that Notre Dame has on a protracted career level. But the full brain is not developed yet for these kids coming to these officials. They thinking about this stuff at the at the basic level. Y'all got a nice locker room. Y'all give me to the league. Give me a little money on the side. Short sided stuff. No, they act like they ain't never been kids before. We ain't saying you gotta go wild and out with all the, the degradation, but in recruiting, you gotta sell yourself. Notre Dame is taking a step back from selling themselves and they just stick to, well, you know what we've done. You know what we did about. And kids, you know, kids disrespectful these days. If, if anybody is hanging around high school kids these days, these kids are grown and crazy. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care about nothing. So you're not going to win kids over in this generation with no tradition. You don't see Georgia talking about uh, past player Champ Bailey and and Herschel Walker to these recruits. You don't hear them reaching back in Georgia history, talking to these recruits about how great Georgia's history was. What Georgia talk about? What we can do for you in the next couple years? And it sells the kids. They see the proof is in the pudding. Notre Dame has to do one or two things. Either make the messaging fit and geared towards the class of today and the kids of today, or we have to win, and then that'll 
promote and keep promoting the message. Either one or the other. You can't do both. It, it what, that's it. That's it. And no, no one said, well, I don't the comments about the parents making the decision. No, we didn't say that. We said the message for 4 for 40 is for the parents. Period. Let them show their children why it needs to be part of the decision process. As Notre Dame, you have to get that kid to see this is why you need to play here. This is why you need to play football here. They have no problem getting offensive linemen to realize why they need to play football at Notre Dame. Every None. tight end. Every tight end. Talk to Jack Every Larson. tight end. They, I talked to Jack Larson. He said, man, I love Notre Dame. He don't go talk about, oh, they had to win me over. He's like, I'm here because I want to play for the school. And it's crazy because the position groups are different. Tight ends are locked in. Oh, this is Notre Dame. I know when I walk in that tight end room, an expectation is set for me. Whether the team is good or bad, I know that if I come as a tight end, I'm leaving as something different than what I am. How many position groups at Notre Dame can say that? Only the tight ends in the offensive line can say, well, if I come to Notre Dame, I don't need a coach to really sell me because they, for 10-plus years, have been producing at my position. It sells itself. Harry Heastan was the cherry on top for Charles Jackson. He just wanted to get a confirmation meeting. Let me just sit in there and see if all them years of guys coming through here was because of this man that helped get them there. And it was. It took three hours to get a commitment from Charles Jackson. Because we've been recruiting for years prior to at the offensive line. Zach Martin was recruiting to Charles Jackson. Nick Martin, uh, Alex Bars, uh, Sam Mustaford, Ronnie, Q. They was recruiting Charles Jackson. You mean the people we saw when he came on his visits? The people he actually walked with? The people that were actually coaching during the practices that he got to watch? That recruited – so when Charles Jagasaw was getting ready to come and commit, he said, let me just get a confirmation meeting from a he stand and put it all together. You close the book to seal the deal, to let me know that I'm in for something that I can see myself on the other side of. Can a receiver come to Notre Dame right now and see the other side of his career at Notre Dame? Absolutely not. 